welcome. This is the Dating Counselor Podcast, the show that takes you out of the dating game and into a successful relationship. I'm Lonnie Harmon, and I'm a licensed therapist, and I am the Dating Counselor. Thanks for listening. So what does it take to create a successful relationship? Well, that is the question that I am out to answer in teaching you my new class, The Relationship Screening Method. Go over to thedatingcounselor.com, click under Courses, and learn more about this new course that I'm offering on a virtual platform that also comes with weekly live coaching sessions with yours truly. So that's again, go to thedatingcounselor.com, look under courses and look up the relationship screening method so that you can actually apply the method to then begin creating your successful relationship. Hey, welcome to the Building a Successful Relationship podcast. I'm your host, Lonnie Harmon. And today... Special guest star. Special guest star... (laughs) Mark Harmon, <laughs> not of CSI. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have my hubs here with me today to talk to you all about passive aggressive dating because I see it happening a lot. I'm going to make comments specifically about the passive aggressive dating styles that I see in Utah, but I want to hear feedback um, if you feel like this is happening in other locations in the world because it's important that we address it everywhere. I just, I just, most of my clients are here in Utah locally. So I think that's my frame of reference. Yeah, but this could be a universal experience. I don't know that it may be exclusive to Utah, but that's kind of what we want to find out, right? Right. Totally. This is part of this podcast is just kind of discovery for us as we, you know, share our, th- our thoughts and, um, about it. And then also just to see if like, this is an experience that is happening in other places because I'm very happy to say like, I'm, I've got some international listeners. <laughs> like I'm super honored guys. It's I, I welcome right. to the thoughts of a perusing therapist in small town, Utah. <laughs> and I'm really happy to have you here. Um, thank you for the Review. I have one review on <laughs> Apple, and it was lovely. And I've gotten a, some stars. And it wasn't even me. And it wasn't. <laughs> if you would, I would love you to rate, review, and subscribe. Right. I would. That would really mean a lot to me. Um, part of the reason I do this podcast is because I just feel this passion in my heart to help. Um, it's like when you know that there's people that are suffering, and people are just like, "Oh, we'll just get married. That'll make it all better." Um, and that could be a horrible decision. Yeah, that could, that could be the decision that ruins your life. Yeah. So I'm really wanting to help people make healthy relationship choices. And if you get married as a result of that, great day. But if not, that you can get in and out of a relationship successfully by just trying each other on for a fit. Mm-hmm. Like a nice pair of pants. <laughs> I, hate, I hate jean shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark is here today and I told him the topic of the podcast and he looked at me like, huh? <laughs> And I was like, oh, wait, you didn't have a passive-aggressive dating experience, did you? Not so much. Yeah, it's different, uh, I think, from my perspective. But I definitely, there were some dates that I went on where there were, my date was passive-aggressive. And it's kind of interesting to go through that experience. But, yeah, it, when, it works on both sides. When it's more like, I like you, and she's like, 
Thanks. <laughs> Here's a bag of chips and some uh, and a Coke. <laughs> I love that story. We probably have shared that story before on a different episode, but just if not, here's the here's the story. So uh, I'm trying to remember how long ago it was, but uh, went on a date with this girl and uh, it, was, it was fine. It wasn't anything too crazy. It was not love at first sight. It was kind of just fun. And at the end of the date, uh, the girl goes into her apartment, comes out with like a bag of Doritos and a two liter of Coke and is like, this really isn't going to work out, but have a good night. <laughs> and answered the Coke and Doritos. I was like, Okay. I can't even remember her name, but if anybody hears this, like she's gonna be famous. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was pretty genius. I'll say that was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, I think if Definitely I think memorable. it's I think it's assertive that she said it's not gonna work out. Yeah, I just think it's funny that she gave you the Doritos and the chips. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> I wonder um, if that was thought through before, or if she just happened to have them, and she goes, "Oh, this will soften the blow." <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was, inspiration of what I thought it was genius, something like that is. You're the like, best. Ashley, I'm not going to date you again that I've ever had. <laughs> There's been a few of those, so uh, no worries there. It's funny. Oh, that's awesome. So passive aggressive dating. Let's just def- start by defining what passive aggressive is in general. There's different types of communication styles. There's passive. Passive-aggressive, assertive, and aggressive. So let's use the example of taking the trash out. Because this is this is what I... The universal description of communication as described by trash. Okay, so okay. let's say that you can see... And currently, as we're recording in our kitchen, the trash <laughs> probably go could go out, right? So a passive person would either not comment on the trash or say like... Well, that's getting full. Yeah. Right? Um, a passive aggressive person would be like, that is getting full and it's driving me crazy. Someone needs to do something you about it. You can't even put anything in there anymore. Holy crap. This is right? ridiculous. An aggressive person would say, get your butt off the couch right now. Go Stop what you're doing. The take the garbage out. And they might even throw an insult. You moron. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't notice it filling up throughout the day. <laughs> and an assertive person would say, Hey, when you get a minute, will you take the trash out? I'm unable to today, or it's going to make just me gag, or you know. <laughs> no, but just the straight and across request. Hey, will you take the trash out? Sure. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be any rhyme or reason behind it. Just a request. But then also, I think like giving the space of mm-hmm. when it works for you. But then the boundary of today, yeah. or you know whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, you have to kind of think about what kind of communication style that it is that you offer to other people in your life. And then you need to think about putting the filter of a romantic relationship on top of that and give yourself minus 10 points. (laughs) Right? Because for whatever reason, we could be a pretty good communicator like at work or with our family or whatever. And then we get in a romantic relationship and we're like, I don't have any words. (laughs) Definitely. My words are struggling. (laughs) And that's how it goes because there's so many more emotions connected to it. It's just higher risk, right? Definitely. But higher reward. True. Right? So a passive aggressive person is, a, it's basically a pattern of indirectly expressing your feelings. Right? Yeah. Sort of like, you should know this, but I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fun. Because I'm going to be angry at you. This is what my face is telling you. I can't believe you didn't read that emotion (laughs) in the room. And I'm mad at you for it. Right? 
Oh, good times. Okay, so what your goal is, is to openly address things. But we're going to talk about how we see passive aggressive dating in the initial stages of dating, like what's actually happening to build the connection and get your yourself out on the, the first date. Okay, so let's, let's take a break for a second. Okay, just make sure this records. <laughs> Okay, so we think that it's universally accepted that people want a connection with other people. We can be in denial of that, but we subscribe to the philosophy that we are all hardwired for connection. So you may not want it all the time in your life, but you will circle back to wanting connection, right? So when you're single um, and you get into that space where you want a connection, then you realize, like, I'm going to need to date. I'm going to need to go out and find someone to spend some time with, right? Mm-hmm. So what what is it that most people do when they want to go on a date? Would ask them out. They would say, hey. Um, well, where do they find them? Where do they find somebody to date? Like in the world, basically, right? In the world, yeah. Well, it's proximity principle, so you're going to want to date. I mean, here to find people that are around you. It's pretty hard to date somebody that you haven't seen before or don't know from another country. It's, it's not there, right? Right. So it's going to be the people that you do actually interact with that you've seen that have probably similar interests or at least do some of the same things that you're doing anyway. Right. Um, caveat to online dating right here. Right. Like you can meet a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? But the point is you go meet someone and then you ask them out. Exactly. What information do you need to know before you ask someone out? Which is like online dating is kind of a contradiction. Well, in no, terms. no, don't, don't, don't go there. Just to keep it basic because online <laughs> dating is going to open up a whole yeah. other can of worms. But like basic, like when you were chatting it up with someone, mm-hmm. what was like, okay, yeah, I could ask her out. Yeah, first of all, somebody that you're attracted to, of course. Like, mm-hmm. hey. And then also somebody that you have something in common with and like, hey, this person's personality seems pretty cool. Like, I would want to get to know them more. Like, I want to ask some more questions and maybe in a setting that's not with everybody around so that I can get to know them better. Oh, so you've just hit... This is why he's got me, guys. He's good. <laughs> he's good. So you chat with them, figure out their personalities, kind of click. You're attracted to them and you're like, oh, I want to get some alone time with this person. Definitely. I want to get to know them more and chat more. Mm-hmm. Right? And so then you do what? Uh, ask them out on a date. Say, hey, would you like to go hang out with me um, sometime? What are you doing this Friday? Okay, so you ask them out on a date, which clearly says what? I like like you. you. I'm interested in you. I am interested, right? (laughs) Which apparently is terrifying. (laughs) Can be. Right? Especially when you're starting dating, but that's a different story. So, yeah, how do you work through that? Well, maybe we should should elaborate on that a little bit more later. But that's the Mm -hmm. first step to why passive-aggressive dating styles happen is because we're very afraid of someone knowing that we like them. We are afraid that they're not going to like us back. And so that risk is too high. And so we have this, we do this thing where it's like lack of transparency. They're not going to say, hey, can I take you on a date? They're going to say, do you want to hang out? You want to hang out? (laughs) You want to get together? Hey, this group of people is doing this thing. Do you want to come to game night? It's sort of like preempting the, I want to ask you out with, um, I'm afraid to ask directly. So I'm going to preempt the no with the, just in general, what what are you doing? Or can we do something together? Mm-hmm. It's not direct. It's very indirect and very 
it's it's almost protectionist for yeah. yourself. And, and you want to be able to spend time with that person. So that's why you're seeking them out to do something. But you're kind of setting yourself up to fail because you're getting them probably again in another group setting. Mm-hmm. And they don't know you're interested. People change when they when you know that they're interested in you. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in a negative way. What they're doing is they're saying like, hey, if you build trust with me, I will I will be more vulnerable with you. And by being more vulnerable, we can actually find out if there's a connection. Mm-hmm. But if you don't clearly identify yourself as someone who's interested, why would I be more vulnerable with you? Because I don't have the assurance of the protection of our built trust group setting or something right and And so go ahead yeah part of this is sacrificing your personal time so what you're i mean the part of this is needing to understand that what you're asking when you say hey there's a bunch of us going to do something on this date you should come it's like you're not necessarily sacrificing any of your personal time you're throwing everything in in a group setting in a general direction so it's not really i'm interested in you it's oh this would be cool if you could bring some of your friends too Uh, very, very general. So it's not sacrificing your time and setting aside your time and and energy to focus on them. It's just Mm -hmm. general. So it doesn't really create that uh, exclusive one-on-one. Right. And without that exclusive one-on-one, you're not necessarily getting the, the benefit of getting to know that person. Again, like the point is to create an opportunity for them to be vulnerable with you. So we do this lack of transparency thing and we just chat them up over and over again or we hint about dates or but we don't take them. Men and women do this. Um, there's a, a high propensity, I think, in Utah to do this because there's just a lot of opportunities to hang out and spend yeah. time together. And while, you know, Ultimate Frisbee and Pickleball <laughs> is are great opportunities, that's opportunities for friendships. Yeah. If you're wanting them to be a rom- potential romantic partner, you need to think about the fact that you're evaluating them from afar. Yeah. Well, not only that, but this can backfire horribly too. In fact, we have some personal examples of that when, hey, you should go, we should go whitewater after. We oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, we should. Let's all get oh together and go gosh. do this. But. So, okay, here's the story. Here's the story. I was, we had just started dating. Yeah. We've been dating a couple of months. And a cute girl from my ward invited us to, or invited me to go whitewater rafting with them um, that summer. And I said, that'd be so great. Do you mind if I bring some people? And she said, sure, no problem. So we show up at the river and I brought Mark and, you know, he's my boyfriend at the time. And I didn't know, um, well, I should just go into this. Like, so we go down the river and like, it's her and like her brother and some of their friends yeah. And then I had brought Mark and my other friend. Right. And we're going down the river and this guy is like, he's like mad at me and I don't yeah, even he's kind of like, know him. He's got, uh, what do you call it? Uh, RBF the whole time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's just looking like bitter and kind of angry. Like, like bitter and angry. And, and I could feel that vibe, <laughs> but I was clueless. I was like, I have no idea why this guy is mad at me. I think I'd met him one time before and thought he was really nice. So I was like, mm-hmm. I thought that he was nice, you know. Why isn't this guy being cool? What's the deal? Yeah, and so then he mad. like chucked me in the river. Yeah. Somehow, and I think he felt really good about it. Like probably. <laughs> like I'll, I'll show you, and I'm like, show me what? <laughs> I don't understand what just happened. Right, and then um, we got out of the river, and we're just like waiting around, and 
I could tell that Mark like knew something that I didn't know, but there wasn't really a time for me to say like, what is happening that I'm missing? Yeah, there were a couple of things going on. I mean, it was really funny too. Is the same thing kind of was going on with one of Lonnie's friends, and and that she was a little bit upset as well. So we get done with this, and it's kind of like there's been this little sort of rivalry going on the whole time. And afterwards, I mean, uh, just come to find out, like the guy. Was, yeah, I, my friend told me later. She's like, "I'm so sorry. I should have told you." That he wanted to meet you and like he was interested in, in maybe dating you or getting to know you better. And I had no idea. Right. So, and I, I brought up a boyfriend, you know, so yeah. he must have been so disappointed and mad. This is kind of frustrating. Hey, I'm going to have this girl come hang out with us and go rafting, but uh, she's bringing her boyfriend. What do you think about that? Yeah, <laughs> and she didn't know that bad. I was dating him because <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know why she didn't know because like you'd been around. Yeah. Maybe she just didn't know we were like exclusive at that point. Maybe she didn't. Yeah, maybe she didn't know that it was like we were, we're still dating or whatever. But mm-hmm. it was just, yeah, it was kind of funny. I got chucked in the river so many times, and I <laughs> and after, and afterwards he's like, um, he was into you. Yeah. And I was like, he was what? Yeah. <laughs> and then she told me a couple months later, oh, I'm sorry. Which yeah. made me laugh because that was my opportunity to rescue you and save you all the time. So yeah, like, honestly, okay, buddy. <laughs> it really worked in his favor because he was like my. Like, I got you. I'll keep you from getting chucked at again. Don't protector. Worry. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's so hot. He, it was, that was. It was a good time. He's yummy. So you want to connect. You want to go on a date. The assertive thing to do would be to meet someone, get to know them a little bit, and then take, ask them out. Take the initiative. Ask them out. Sacrifice your time. Yeah. Have a plan. Remember that you have a Please window of opportunity. Yeah. With a person. And really, with, I, I always say men have a window of opportunity with a woman. To ask her out, like you create that anticipation in her and like the, oh, I wonder about him and I'm thinking about him. And so when you ask her out within that window, it increases the opportunity to feel that attraction grow. Mm-hmm. If you wait too long, what it does is it exhausts her and she gets angry. Yep. And nobody likes an angry woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And you put off the vibe that it's like, oh, you're just a friend. Mm-hmm. Like it's never going to be more than that. And in that point, you create your own hurdles. Like, oh, if you are interested in this person, you've waited so long to ask them out mm-hmm. and talk to them and had so many interactions that they don't even think about that. It's like, okay, I can overcome that hurdle. Good luck. They're, you know, you're mm-hmm. friend zoned. So. Every girl has just fine. so many friends. <laughs> she doesn't need more friends. She wants a boyfriend. Right? And that's your opportunity. So we're going to talk about the first date slash the audition date <laughs> when we come back. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome back. We back for the next segment. Here we go. Did you? There's something you wanted to add from that last one. Oh man, I can't even remember what it was now. Oh okay. Yeah, I think you were just talking about um, opportunities. It'll come. This is what happens when you are in your middle age. I won't even tell you how old we are because I'm oh sure we've seen so young and uh, yes. so hip. <laughs> Have you guys? Do you guys know what the, what swerve is? Oh man, we just, so we just learned, learned that, that recently. Apparently, it's when like a guy will go in, or maybe a girl can do it too. But I guess it's like common on TikTok for guys to do this and like make videos. Like you go in for a kiss like a to kiss, a girl, and then, and then you turn, swerve. swerve out of the way. Like, oh, I'm not gonna actually kiss you. And Which I'm I just like, kind of messed up. But. I mean, talk about passive aggressive. Like, I just yeah. it's also just super rude because it makes her feel humiliated. Yeah. I just I don't know. Sometimes, not a fan of that. Actually. Sometimes I think the things that we do that are like cool like that's a tiktok yeah. trend like here's a way not to get a girlfriend and i guess if that's your goal <laughs> i yeah you know? i don't understand that because really like 
you'd think you'd want to be more respected than that. And like, right. hey, I'm kind of interested in this guy, but he's so popular on TikTok for swerving. So if I really like this guy, then, well, I forget it, dude. Because yeah. you're just going to set yourself up for a swerve and be on TikTok. Yeah, I mean, right? that's like going to set yourself up for being alone for a while. Anyway. Okay, I'm really excited to talk about this next section because it's something that uh, I have a lot of feelings about. Um, it's called what you do in Utah. It's called the audition date. Oh, it's not a real first date, people. It's not. And you know where, where do they go on the audition date, babe? Froyo. Froyo. <laughs> Frozen yogurt. Let's go and hang out. And in the summer, you might get a snow cone <laughs> or a smoothie. Right? Yeah, there's some pretty low ball options there. Right? Because this is considered the date of like. Is it worth low... spending the time and yes. the money on this person that I, I'm not sure if I'm interested in because I don't want to take the time and money to do the, the necessary prep right. work on the first date? Yeah, so I'm going to give them so we'll do an 30 minutes, date. maybe an hour of my time at a f noisy froyo. And I'm going to ask them to like show up, dazzle me, yeah. you know, look good, be vulnerable. Make an amazing impression. Be different than the other 300 Froyo <laughs> dates that I've been on. Be worthy of a second date where we'll actually go out on a date. Yeah. And then if you pass the test, which by the <laughs> way, is a different code for every person. Like there's some kind yeah. of unspoken labyrinth <laughs> that you have to like unlock that says this this froyo date was decent enough to go on a second date aka a real first date yeah where we actually do spend more time together than the 15 or 20 minutes of froyo yeah and, and like I, we're just basically sizing them up yeah right so i i don't know exactly how the froyo date and i'm calling it the froyo date it's really basically the audition the date, audition date yeah. i don't know when that started in our culture like I don't well, I know think it depends because interestingly enough I, I mean I don't know that a lot of people that did that at least a lot of people that I knew didn't ever really do the audition date it okay was so this is we're, we're so. referencing the 90s the late 90s <laughs> yeah. and the 2000s <laughs> around that end, which that people era. dress up like now <laughs> yeah but uh. yeah it just seems kind of pointless really because this is kind of a like second I guess, step to online dating, right? Oh, the next step is the audition date. Well, yeah. They call it a date. Because like, oh, I think the thing is, like, anyway. if you meet someone online, for whatever reason, it feels like the audition date is the next step. And, I mean, I get, I get that to a certain degree. But why not just say, like, let's meet for a, you know, drink. Even if you don't drink alcohol, like... Something. Something where you're like going to be sitting somewhere where it's meant Here's to meet problem. somebody. Froyo is not a place yeah. to meet somebody. The problem that I see with this is you're also setting yourself up for failure. So you say, hey, let's go do Froyo as the audition date. She thinks, hey, this guy just wants to take me out to frozen yogurt. And that's what I'm worth. So she's not interested in going on the next date. Because well, you didn't put in the work on the first yeah, one. And, and yeah. as far as worth, it's not the money. No. No, it's it's about it's the like sacrifice time and attention. It's about like creating an opportunity for her to be vulnerable because here's the thing like she may or may not 
most likely she has been out on a lot of dates. Mm -hmm. And not because she's not dateable, but because we do a lot of audition dates in Utah. We, we just yeah, do. Sure. She's been on a lot of dates. And she's sick of it, and you're sick of it. And so the date, like, where do you work? What do you do? How do you have fun? Blah, blah, blah. Like, it just gets so repetitive, repetitive and, and just, that, yeah. like, there's just not really a lot to razzle-dazzle anybody with anymore. Yeah. And that audition is just so high pressure. Like, you feel like you have to be your absolute best self for the those 30 minutes. I remember being on an audition date one time at the Froyo, and this guy, bless his heart, he brought, like, games to play. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that? I don't think so. Yeah, he brought, like, like actual games card games to play at the Froyo. And I think it's because he was so amazing. sick of the standard conversation. I thought, well, yeah. that's great, but I don't want to play cards with you at the Froyo. Like, take me to the park. Yeah. You know, we can maybe walk around the park for a second and you can tell me a little bit about There's yourself. settings. And to we can try sit that. down and, you know, sip a soda and play cards. Yeah. Like, I'm fine with that date. That's like, I get that there idea. needs to be like a low pressure situation. Yeah. I think it's just that you have to consider the ambiance that you are in and, like, I don't know, things like the, the, the people around you, like if you want somebody to be vulnerable with you, mm -hmm. you're usually in a place where you're going to like, you're more private, right? Mm -hmm. But you need to be public, right? First time you're getting to know each other. I get that. But like, consider a place where you can be both public and private. Does that exist? It does. Yeah. Right. Um, the creative genius of my husband, <laughs> when I was stressing about our engagement because I had, I was engaged one time before and it wasn't um, a very happy experience for me. I will just say that. If you want to learn more about that, maybe I'll talk about it later. But I remember before we were, we were talking about getting married and I was just telling him like how I wanted it to be special and private, but then part of me also wanted everybody to be there and I didn't know. And you know, I just said, you, you do whatever you feel like is best and you think is best for us. So what did you do? He took me, he took us, it was the sweetest thing. It was a very private experience because he, we watched a movie and then at the end of the movie, this sign came up okay. and it said, will you marry me? And I thought it was just the two of us because I didn't know because he took me in after the yeah. lights were over that all of our family and friends were in the theater. Yeah. And they watched the whole thing. Yeah, we set it up so that um, it, it was definitely some preparation involved. Thank heavens, like I worked for a, a company that was connected advertising wise so that we could I could just ask how much would it cost to yeah to put this up there but I mean <laughs> I'm just telling you like as much as you're thinking like there's no place to be like low risk and probably blah blah blah, blah. like yeah. there is like he you can think about and create a scenario where you feel both public and private yeah you know um like a park <laughs> or um somewhere that's just gonna have better options I mean if you if you need a list of things Ask somebody who yeah. is good and at dating. Honestly, it was a little further down the line, obviously. That was when we were getting engaged. So, But our first but, date um, was at a restaurant. Huh? We went somewhere, and then we went to a movie. Biagis, um, second date, he asked me to go jean shopping with him. <laughs> and then yeah. we went to dinner in a comedy uh -huh. club. And third date was... I think that impromptu think was, date wasn't it the park yeah, yeah like we, we walked around the park and then we did like the dollar movie yep. that was fun and wendy's and then i don't remember our fourth date i, I remember we went I to the salt really palace but i don't remember what else we did else before we did. that me either it was very it was memorable <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I think by that time we both realized we really liked each other. We were just happy to spend time together. Yeah, so. true story. True story. It didn't matter. So the audition date is something that we respectfully hope that you will reconsider. Uh, don't so do it. <laughs> what is the what's the mode that you can do like to actually make it a first date? Make a plan. Plan. Have a plan. Was it plan? Have it paid for? Prepared? Paid yes, for, that was Elder Oaks. Yeah. Back in our day. <laughs> right. Still holds true. I mean, honestly, like I when that came out, I kind of laughed because I'm like. You mean there are people that don't do that? <laughs> True story. They don't. And it just kind of blew me away. It's like the other thing dude. I guess I want to say about the audition is that getting on the audition date feels so high risk. It shouldn't. It's really yeah. just like, hey, I've spent enough time with you that shouldn't be super long for the record. Like, but I've gotten to know you well enough that I can like spend some time with you, and I don't feel bashful or shy or scared to say I like you. Yeah. We have lost that. Seriously. It is like there's something that happens with this transparency factor and the risk that it takes to say like, "Hey, I like you." Why? I think a lot of, especially nowadays, people's egos are so fragile, and I think not necessarily without reason. Because going back to the the whole swerve thing, I mean, think about it. Like people end up on social media forever because of a bad day, mm-hmm. quite literally. Like, oh, man, I had this one experience, and now I get to experience it over and over for the rest of eternity because I'm more on posted it online. Right. I get that. But I also think that you're not going to have the reward without that risk. Not at all. I wish that people would feel comfortable saying, hey, I don't feel a romantic connection with you mm-hmm. within the first three dates if you don't feel like it's romantic. But then give people a shot if you feel like there's potential and that one of you could come forward and be like, I'm in. I'm interested. Yeah. Because that starts... The other person having space to like you right i really truly like it when a man will come forward and he'll present himself as an option and say like hey i'm interested and i i would be happy to see if this we could pursue something romantically and it, what it does is it creates space for her to walk towards that and say like okay could i see this moving forward and i'm going to anticipate what that's like to be liked by him and do i like that do i like it when he tries to make me happy um because side story, that's the first thing that he's he's trying to figure out while he's dating you is can can I make her happy, and does it Definitely. feel good for me to make her happy? Yeah, and it's and honestly it was, it's hard to put it in those words. Of course, it's going to be difficult to say that specifically. In fact, it may not even happen. But the whole point is that the way that you can do that is by paying attention, planning the next date, and actually discussing things and talking to each other mm-hmm. um, and not doing another group date. Not being like, well, that was cool, but there's a group of... I mean, the best way to sabotage yourself is to be dating somebody the, for the first or second date and then immediately go to, well, there's this group date that everybody's going to be hanging out with. You should come. Yeah, because it sends the message of... And it's, a hangout is basically a code for we're just friends. Right. And group date is also a code for we're just friends. Mm-hmm. Right. It just, it, when I say code, what I mean is it just creates a lack of transparency when there, that is the passive aggressiveness again, it's creeping in because when there's a lack yeah. of transparency about intentions, it just leads to a lot of miscommunication. And then you're, she shows up to the date and she's like, okay, like I'm here, but I guess he just wants to be friends. And he's like, why isn't she flirting with me? Why yeah. isn't she, like, sitting by me? Why isn't she doing all these things? And he's like, I asked her out. She doesn't think that. Right. Exactly. Not to mention that all the behavior just says just the opposite. 
it's like, hey, if you're if you're doing that, you're literally taking the relationship backwards. I mean, it's a little bit different story after you've been on a few dates and you are together and you say, hey, um, there is a group doing this. How about we go to that as a couple, right? Yeah. It's a different story. Yeah. Completely. Like, I'd like you to meet my friends without feel yeah. comfortable too fast. But it's a to just go right from, hey, first or second date into, oh, yeah, a group of us are going to go do this. You should come too is really not going to help your no it's not going to help if you're interested in the person that you're trying to date so it's not going to help your game at all and it's just going to make her feel confused and frustrated and pull away honestly Mm -hmm. and then you're going to feel confused and frustrated and go oh i don't know i guess she's not into me the other thing that i think guys do sometimes in that situation is they'll say like i just want to see what she does and i'm sorry but if you're in a position where you're feeling like i just want to see how she behaves and see what she does like you're an ass yeah like make her feel as secure as you can yeah Make her feel comfortable. Help her to be her best self. If you're just right. going to sit back and, like, let her perform or see what she does or see how she flounders, like, you're an ass. That's a horrible idea. Yeah, because, you know, that's that's exactly the situation where you need to step in instead of letting her flounder. You need to step in as the man and say, hey, I can help out in this situation. No, I've got your back. I'm here. Let's get through this together versus, oh, let's see how she reacts around 500 people that she doesn't know for the first time. Yeah, or like we're gonna, I'm gonna go take her to this event, and we're all gonna be playing a sport that she's not comfortable with, and I'm not gonna try to like make her look good or like let her if she's really uncomfortable, let her sit out. Like I'm gonna make her feel dumb. Yeah, I just hate that. I hate that. I just think that's just another reason that tells me you're not emotionally ready to be a be in a relationship. In a relationship, yeah. Which is probably why you're not. Sorry. Wow. See, I have a lot of feelings about this. Yeah. Hopefully this is some clarity, though, for some people out there that have been like, I don't understand why she's not responding after you've gone on a date or two and then you went to a group date. Like, some people just don't really understand that that sends the wrong message. So hopefully that's some clarity. You have to clarify and say, would you like to go on this group date with me as a couple? Yeah. Um, The other thing I think that's a really good tip for your first date when you have a planned lovely first date is to create an opportunity to say, would you like to go do this next time and pick something that you've talked about so that if you do want to go out again, you leave with a clear, like, I would like to take you to do this next time. And then don't wait longer than a week to a week and a half to make that date happen. If there's scheduling conflicts, which I know that there will be, it can happen. Don't give up on that. But if there is a scheduling conflict, state, there is a scheduling conflict. I still would really like to do this thing with you. Or let's say for some reason they said, hey, we're going to go rock climbing. And you said that you wanted to try it on a date, but you were scared. And in hindsight, you're like, I really don't want to go do that on a second date. I feel nervous. Say, I really would do want to go out again. But rock climbing just, I don't know if I'm ready yet. Yeah. You know, can we do something different? You know, just things like that where you could just be basically an assertive communicator and not passive or passive aggressive by saying... You know, say yes when you mean yes and no when you yeah. mean no. Because the other thing, to, the flip side of that too, is you get to the rock climbing. He's all excited to go rock climbing thinking you're going to be an amazing spider woman over here. And you stand back and are like, I'm freaked out. I'm not going to touch the wall. And then he's looking at you going, you wanted to go rock climbing. We've set this up and now you don't want to participate. Then you're sending the wrong message. Yeah. Hey, I'm not really interested in you. I like rock climbing, but I don't want to do it with you. Yeah. So that can be another way that relationships get sabotaged yeah yeah um one of my favorite movies is while you were sleeping (laughs) and she says in that movie oh "Oh, no no it's it's not that movie that is my favorite but um french kiss 
Uh-huh. He's like trying to teach her how to be like this alluring French woman. And Meg Ryan's character, she goes, I can't do that. I can't. I say yes when I say yes. And I say no, no when I, I mean no. no. Corresponding face, the corresponding emotion. <laughs> yeah. I get the like. I want to be mysterious and da 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 but you don't have to be like I'm in love with you it's just like yeah I am growing in like with you <laughs> yeah definitely. yeah there is a romantic vibe there I mean it doesn't we're not in love yeah and it's just one of those things where you've got to match what your emotional level is with theirs a little bit because on the first date if you're there with a dozen roses and and a ring <laughs> Oh, That's got to be a problem. Yeah, she ain't ready for that. <laughs> like, how about we go watch a movie first? Right? <laughs> See if we even like each other. If you're like, oh my gosh, but she's so gorgeous, I just want to marry her right now. It's getting back there. <laughs> right. So those are our tips for getting through like the pre-dating and then the mm-hmm. audition date, the first date. Yes. We feel like if you can make it this far, then you're probably a pretty assertive communicator. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. <laughs> but <laughs> If you're just lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... We'll come back in a second and we'll kind of wrap up with some ideas to get into the boyfriend-girlfriend stage. Awesome. Hey. We're welcome back. back with Mark and Lonnie talking about dating. We hope this has been very... Entertaining at Entertaining, least. yeah. So, getting to be the boyfriend-girlfriend. Like, oh, <laughs> the joy and the pain. Right? I have so many amazing people that I work with that are getting to, like, date three, and then it just flops. Yeah. Not because of them, not because of the other person, mostly because of the other other person. person. (laughs) In reality. I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have you helping them, is why. (laughs) True. Well, I am pretty good. (laughs) I am pretty good. But what you're looking for in these first dates, as far as being an assertive communicator, is just figuring out if you guys like each other enough so the first date should say hey I like that enough to go on a second second I like that enough to go on a third third I like that enough to go on a fourth right somewhere down the line and it should be six weeks ish I'm genuinely ballparking that one is we should have this conversation called do we want to date other people or do we Mm want to just date each other um everyone is afraid to bring that conversation up they don't want to do it. They wait for the other person to do it. They prolong it. Again, the agony of the passiveness. Like, I'll go home and have a panic attack rather than say anything about this. <laughs> How many times have I gotten texts at 1130, honey? Oh, my gosh. And it's like, you know, and I'm more than happy to help. Like, honestly, because I get it. I was, I've been there. I wish I had someone to text at 1130. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, it's, it's, um. It's hard. Using our words is hard. So what do you feel like is an assertive approach for a man to make the boyfriend-girlfriend transition? Um, I just like, especially the wording-wise, I would say, hey, look, I'm just not interested in dating anyone else. I really like dating you and like to keep dating you. Um, that should, you know, that's the words that I would use. I don't, there's some other, obviously, but I think you use, have to, don't you feel like you that, have to say, like, will you yeah. be my girlfriend, even if it sounds like fifth grade? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, that's kind of where I'm getting at is, is, hey, I'm not interested in dating anybody else. I don't know what you're thinking, but at this point, I'm just wanting to date you. And so that sort of eliminates the possibility for them of saying, well, hey, we just date, every, you know, we're not exclusive, we're just dating, and it's kind of whatever. It's like, well, not for me anymore. This is where I stand. And I think that's the important part, really, is for men to be able to just say, 
this is what I want to have going forward is just to be with you because I like where we're at and I want to continue. Um, so by bringing that up, that brings up that opportunity and it's an opportunity. It really is for her to say, yeah, I'm all in. Okay, great. You know, I'm not dating anyone else. I'm really just interested in, in dating as you as well, or to consider it like, well, there's somebody else that I'm dating right now. Um, and you know, okay. And uh, honestly, the response for the man should be regardless, like, okay, because then you can just make your decision. If you want to continue dating somebody that's still dating somebody else and is not all in, you still can. But I'd probably check in in a little while again to see where that is. Yeah, but, and say something to the effect of, do you want to still date me? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the point behind that, the reasoning behind that makes total sense, which is I want her to choose me because she has other options and she wants to choose me. So that she's dating somebody else, it really isn't that big of a deal. And that's going to happen anyway. The, better to be open about it right so if that's the case then at least everything's on the table and you can say look i'm just interested in dating you i don't know if you're dating somebody else or not but i'm just interested in dating you at this point right i think we get so offended that they're like not all in sometimes like why wouldn't they be head over heels in love with me i'm like she's known you for like six weeks of her life maybe like you've known yourself your whole life you know you're a catch she doesn't quite she's not quite there yet right right let her ease into it give her her the opportunity (laughs) to choose you really so yeah and um i remember when this happened to us mark had that very clear conversation i'm not interested in dating anybody else i just want to date you and i actually was dating somebody Mm -hmm. else and i said you know i just need I'm, I am dating somebody else and I want to go out with him and you. And he said, can I still take you out? And I said, absolutely. And down the line, I think maybe just even one more date. I think it was only like two weeks yeah. of that. Um, I knew very quickly, like the other guy was amazing. Just for the record. I don't know if he is ever going <laughs> to listen to this. He was such a good man. He was so sweet and kind. Um, there was some attraction there, but it just wasn't anything like the same with with Mark and I knew that it was going to be scary for me to be exclusive because um that whole like taking yourself off the market yeah it's scary when especially when you've been single for a super long time and I don't know you're just like am I gonna make the right decision you just make it like for for whatever reason sometimes we equate that I'm gonna be your girlfriend with yes I will marry you right and it is not That's the same much. thing That's too no far. it's it should be I want to meet your family. I want you to meet my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I want us to be able to have a mandatory date night <laughs> in the week. <laughs> I want to be able to call you whenever I want. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it just brings up some additional, like, um, connection, really. Some mm-hmm. additional, like, emotional responsibility. Like, yeah, okay, I'm dating just this person now, so... You know, which is means I'm going to spend more time with you, yeah. and I'm going to open up more vul- and be more vulnerable. Absolutely. And I I expect that I will do that for you, and that you will do that for me, and we'll mm-hmm. see if we continue to be a good fit for each other. Exactly. Right. Yeah, as long as you're on the same page, right? that's great. And, and again, maybe it just takes a little bit more time if they say, "Well, I'm not quite there yet. I, I do have this other person that I'm dating." Um, okay, great. Let's continue and see. How things pan out. I remember. That could I be would, great. It could yeah, be horrible. I had gone out with him and he said, do you mind if I ask if you went out with that guy again? I said, yeah, I did. He said, I'd go. And I said, it was it was good. He said, are you going to go out with him again? I said, I don't, I don't know yet. <laughs> and, he, and he said, um, okay, well, you know, would you mind if I check in again? And I said, no problem. And then it was like, 
maybe another four or five days after that. Uh-huh. He said, so did you decide if you're going to go out with him? And he was really, like, chill about it. But he also had this, like, Cheshire grin on his face. <laughs> it was so yeah, cute. I knew oh, at that point. God. It was kind of funny. I was dead. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked her, I said, uh, I can't remember exactly the words, but I asked her if she'd gone out with him again. And she was kind of funny because she was a little bit upset. And I was like, what the heck? She's like, why would this guy just think I'll keep dating him even if I'm dating this other guy? And I just looked at her and I just said, look, I just know that when you look at me, you look at me. You don't look at him the same way you look at me. I know for a fact. So, And, and I was caught. <laughs> I was caught red-handed. He was 100% right. He had me and I just was a little bit nervous to admit it. But he was okay with that. Like, it wasn't like yeah. he was saying, you know, you have to be all in and we're getting married. It was just like... Let's just give each other the opportunity to get to know each other better. And this is fun. Let's keep having fun yeah. together. Exactly. And I mean, honestly, it was a risk to say that because she could have been like, oh, you think you're so cool, whatever. I'm just going to date this other guy. Yeah, but I did think he was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like that confidence was a part of the thing that really got me. It wasn't an arrogant confidence. It was like, I know what I am and I know how you are with me and I know that we're good. Yeah, definitely. And it wasn't like a, you're, I'm better than him at, at all. He didn't compare himself. It wasn't anything about the other guy. It was more just, I know how we are together and I know that we're good. And I feel confident in that. And I hope that you would too. And at that point, part of becoming boyfriend and girlfriend was just, we did life together. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember working on projects together. Yeah. Um, we definitely met each other's families. We had a lot of like fun weekend trips together. Um, it's just I eventually more, met his son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just more emotional involvement on both sides in our lives for each other. Mm-hmm. So we just shared more that way. Yeah. And as we share more and we kind of grew that deeper connection, um, that's what made me feel a lot more secure with the saying, I love you, peace, and mm-hmm. really feeling secure in that. And it took me a little while to say it out loud, I think, because of the newness of, of a relationship going well. I mean, there's definitely times when I think... You wake up worried, did you do the right thing? Did you say the right thing? Are they going to leave? Am I going to leave? Like, mm-hmm. there's just that kind of white-knuckling it a little bit. Not not as much as I... I don't know. As I would have thought there would have been. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just... It's scary. You've never at this point yeah, had something that went right. Yeah. You know, it's always... Well, you're definitely more Burn vulnerable to the ground. at that point, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned the fact that you were engaged before. So, you know, it's one of those things where, hey, I've gotten to this point. I've been here before. So depending on your personal circumstances, like, that can be a really hard thing. To yeah. Get if back you... to that point, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is scary. Because yeah. last time I did this, it was it was bad. It was really bad, and I got hurt really bad. And that's somewhere some of that vulnerability. Like, it's not that I don't think I even told you that till after we were boyfriend and girlfriend. Maybe I did. I don't remember when I told you that. Um, but it felt safe to say it at that point. Yeah. Cause I was like, this is someone who was genuinely trying to be there for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's just going to, you know, never call me back. Right. That was one thing that made the difference too, is that there's so much of this passive aggressive. Is they, are they going to call me? Are they going to text me? Should I text them? Like, what do I say? Like this mm-hmm. whole back and forth thing. I knew I was going to hear from him. Yeah. I knew that he was going to follow up. I knew that, like, our relationship, so to speak, whatever was going to happen, was safe in his hands. I didn't have to sit there and go, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? Is he going to call me? I didn't have to... I mean, he didn't call me every day, but I knew that he would. Yeah. How did I know that? What did you do? I don't remember. (laughs) Uh, Just checking in all the time, you know, and just really being, like, present, being aware of 
what you're doing and what your situation is and kind of checking in. Hey, how did this go? You had this coming up or did this or whatever it was, you know, throughout your day or in your <laughs> life or whatever it is. And I would just check in on and say, I remember, you know, hey, you told me about this. How did it go? What, what happened? Did it work out well? You know, and sometimes it did. And sometimes you're like, man, this was really crappy and it sucked. I'm like, that was when, again, these are opportunities created. And I'm like, great, let's, you know, if it didn't go well, let's go do something together. Let me be there for you. Let's mm-hmm. take some time to relax and just get it off your mind. Go, go get, that's the point where you go get some pro <laughs> <laughs> There's the full circle. There's the pro When she's your girlfriend, you can take her to pro <laughs> I know what you like. I know where you want to go. Let's go make you feel better. That'll get the trick done. That'll get the job done. Great. Yeah. I mean, there's just, a, you create like a safe place to land with each other. That's part of the attachment cycle that we talked about in the earlier podcast is that what you're trying to do is you're trying to find out if you can be a safe place for this person. You want to be that for them. and You want them to be that for you. You have to be transparent in order to teach them how to soothe you. And you do sometimes have to teach them. Yeah. And they have to do the same for you. Because when you're getting to know each other, it's an opportunity to share. Now, let's maybe let's go into just for a second. What does teach mean? Like, I'm like, you have to rub my foot at exactly (laughs) this pressure point. No. No, no, no. It's just responding to things in a way that says, hey, I I like this. Mm -hmm. So when... um, I hate the Froyo thing, right? Hey, I'm going to take you out because you had a hard time, hard day or whatever. Let's do this to get it off your mind. Mm-hmm. And that is the soothing thing that helps you to get over something. And because we did that, you're soothed. And, hey, this was really fun. I'm really glad we did this. And while we're talking, uh-huh. this is the male-female difference thing that you guys have seen that video, not about the nail. Sometimes mm-hmm. I will want to just vent about the day. And I don't want yeah. him to say, well, you should get a new job or your boss is a bonehead. You should yeah. do this or that differently. Like, I want him to say, I'm so sorry that happened to you and you're brave and smart. And what do you want to do about it? And I'm here to support you and your choices. That's not my job to fix it at that point. It's my job to listen. Regardless of how much I want to fix it and, like, tell you the right thing to do, that's not the point of that conversation. The point is for you to be able to open up and say how you feel about what's going on. Mm -hmm. And if a later point comes, great. But at that point, uh, you know, it's really just about, hey, tell me more about that. Well, what do you think about that? Well, you know, more Mm -hmm. questions than it is coming up with solutions. It's just really getting to the bottom of it. And I will say the reverse is a little bit harder. Like trying to be a safe, soft place for a man, I think is a lot more tricky because they're so used to being that uh, protector vibe. Like they Mm -hmm. got, they have it all under control that letting you in, I think is a longer process. Yeah, definitely. Because part of it is because um, we want to be seen as being able to handle everything on our own. We don't. We we are choosing to be with you because we want to, not because we need somebody that can help us to get through things. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be seen as, hey, you need somebody else to help you. It's we because want the to need. Be it sounds like yeah. I'm incompetent. Exactly, and like, that's not it. He wants to that's be with someone, yeah. right? So I think you have to kind of whittle your way in there by listening to their favorites, things, um, drinks, food, places to eat, things to do for fun. Um, and then also you all, I will say this in a loving way. You have to kind of weasel your way in when they're sick. (laughs) Yeah. And it depends. There are guys because there's honestly, we've kind of reviewed. There's two types of guys. 
one of them, unfortunately, like me, where I get sick and don't care, and I just act like it's every day, and I don't really like. It's the it's, take a it's break. still. I'm like, please, for the love of all that is holy, sit <laughs> down and anybody, take a nap. Don't let anybody take care of me. I'm like, ah, fine, it's whatever. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I, I took some Dayquil. I'm good. <laughs> just keep going. You're like, what the heck? But there's the vice versa of that. I don't know which one is worse, honestly. Because, the man cold? Yeah, well, just where like, <laughs> the guy is like, oh my gosh, I'm sick. You need to take care of me. I can't do anything. And so literally you turn your girlfriend or your wife into a servant until you're recovered, which is, oh my in my gosh. opinion, ridiculous. But I don't know. That's just so not So glad you're not that one. So it just depends. Yeah, if, if he's that one, like... I would just assertively, you know, leave some things on the bedside table and be like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Check on him if, lovingly. I can help you to this extent and then I'm not going, then you, then you are Have some boundaries. Your own yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. That's a good point, honey. Oh, the man cold. <laughs> it's just the difference in personality and how people handle things. But, you know, I, and for me, I just was like, hey, this is a minor inconvenience. When in reality, it's like, well, you could be on death's door. And I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is the guy. So while we were dating, this is how I learned this. While we were dating, he had to have bad. a major surgery. So much so that the surgery went like an hour and a half longer. Oh, it was way long, yeah. And when he came out of the surgery, he had a very hard time coming well, out. didn't is the problem. It was like... And he was very sick. And I got to see and hear it. Oof. And he so had to go either. home. <laughs> he had to go home on oxygen. Yeah. In my little Civic. Yeah. And I didn't even have your mom's phone number. Yeah, that's pretty and bad. I pull up to his house and he's like, Okay, thanks. And he thinks I'm just gonna like <laughs> drop him off with the oxygen. And I don't know if his mom's around, <laughs> like I don't know anything. And I'm like, I don't think I should just leave you here and you're like, I'm good. They literally would not release me without being on oxygen. Like, you have to take this with you. You have to be on oxygen because you could die. You can't, you can't breathe well. But, like, you know, I'm have a good day. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, so I stayed and he oh, was gosh. like, no, I'm good. And I was like, you're, no, you're not. not. It's fine. Yeah, big Evans. Oh, big guys, we could talk all day um, about us. Yeah. The point is, what did you learn? What are you taking from this? Oh, man, definitely. Right? What are you going to get? How are you going to date differently from, from what we have shared with you? Our thoughts and opinions about, you know, passive-aggressive dating. Um, being assertive can be a lifelong journey. If you mess up one time, fine. Yeah. Try again. Um, if you don't know if you're being assertive, look it up. Read some books. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Talk get to some training. Talk yeah. to a professional. Yeah, because... It's really a happier way to live. It yep. means that I have boundaries and you have boundaries and we both respect each other and we move forward. Yes. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here. Thanks Listen for listening. For um, please rate, review, and subscribe. And tell your friends <laughs> to listen because we would appreciate it. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Dating Counselor Podcast where I help you build a successful relationship. It would mean so much to me if you could rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast so that we can change the way dating is happening and everybody can have a successful experience. If you do, please send me a screenshot. I would love to see your review and share it on my social media. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good one. Peace and blessings. 
This podcast and the social media associated with it represents the opinions of Lonnie K. Harmon, LCSW, and her guests to the show. The content here is intended to be psychoeducational and should not be taken as specific mental health advice. The content here is for informational and educational purposes only, and because each person is so unique, please consult your mental health professional for any mental health questions. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and social media are her own and that of her guests to the show. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. Privacy is of, is of utmost importance to us. All people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect client confidentiality. This podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with our content establish a therapist-client relationship. If you find any errors in any of the content of this podcast, please send a message to Lonnie at Lonnie at MillCreek-Counseling.com. That's Lonnie, L-O-N-I, at MillCreek-Counseling.com.